And hello, everybody. It's Tom Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with my little boy, Adrian. How are you? I am good. How it's good you, to see Bob? you, man. What's Bye. going on, Adrian? Oh, you know, just wa been watching Broncos preseason football, wondering who we're going to talk to this week, and it, lo and behold. Well, you know, it's it's pretty crazy to me that I know somebody as famous as Mark Jackson. It blows my mind. You are so lucky, Tom. He is a, he, no, it's the truth. I've known you a long time. And I've known Tom for so long that um, I have to wear my waders whenever I, I speak with Tom Chenault. And uh, Adrian and I both agreed that there's a fun time to be had by all when Tom Chenault is in the house. So never a boring, dull moment. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> so one time I was at the bank. And Mark was just getting ready to pitch me on a deal. And I just had gotten some money uh, from somebody. And I'm at the drive-thru. And I'm on the phone with Mark. And he's big-timing me, trying to talk me into something. And I said to the lady, hey, could you tell me my balance? And she's, and then I held the phone out there. And she said something like $90,000. And Mark goes, never mind. I'll talk to you later. That was, yeah. one, that was one of the fun days of my life. I know Mark well. I have been around him a long time. He is, the guy loves Jesus like you love Jesus. He's got a daughter, Tiana, that is unbelievable. He cares about his mother and takes care of her epically. And he's just a hell of a guy. And so many people come out of the sporting world thinking that the world owes him a living. Mark Jackson took the ethic, the work ethic that he got or that he started with walking on at Purdue University all the way through Purdue, all the way through the Denver Broncos career. And then he started working harder in business, becoming a student of money in all areas. The guy is unbelievable. I wanted you guys to meet him. You didn't even know that about him. I didn't. I, uh, other than that, you, it's amazing because, you know, there's, there have been many great players on the Broncos over the years. And most of them you don't ever hear about again, right? They they disappear and, and you know, maybe they do TV for a little while and, and then you never hear the name again. And it's super interesting because your name does keep coming up over and over again in great ways, Mark. And, and the way you have maintained your relevance is really, really inspiring. And keep it up, baby. How you doing? Just like an old penny. Adrian, how old are you? Can I, I am about almost 38. 38. So you're much older. So... Uh, I have to give a shout out to my son, Kyle, who's 33 years old. And we don't hear a lot about Kyle because he is not a Colorado resident. So Tom grew up meeting and knowing Tiana, but you never really got to meet and understand this incredible kid named Kyle Jackson, who is uh, my offspring as well. Well, you talked about him, but I never mapped his name, Mark. Uh, that's it. No, See, so contact mapping is what it's all about, man. We, I know, but think about every time you get good a text message, data. I ask about your mother or I ask about Tiana, but now Kyle's had it, man. I'm going to ask about Kyle forever. So it's on. I just put him in. Come on. Awesome. Awesome. What's he doing for a living? He is an actor in uh, California, which means he works at a coffee shop in Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> all right, we're going to talk about that later. I know them all. So. I have big connections on that front. So Come that's on. very, very exciting. So if I can help him in any way, I, do you remember Phil Lobel? I do not. Phil Lobel was a Denver kid. Yeah. I'll never forget laying on a beach with him. And he's got one claim to fame. Do you know what it is? What's that? 
he discovered Brad Pitt. Come on. That's what right, you need to do. I know everybody. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right. So what's going on with you? What are you doing? Oh, just enjoying life. Uh, as you said, you asked about my mother and about a, a year ago in May, she had a stroke and I decided to be the uh, valiant and the awesome son that I am and invited her to come live with me. That lasted for about eight months. It's a very difficult chore to have to uh, to caretake for a 90-year-old who just had a stroke. And uh, I realized it was above and beyond my capabilities. And uh, I passed the ball to my sister, who's the oldest in our family, and has a good support system, a husband, a son, a daughter-in-law, ne uh, nephews, or for me, grandchildren for her. So yeah, so that that um, that was kind of my life uh, to the beginning of this year, like February. And uh, one of the things I love about the industry that I'm in is you can actually take time off and still grow an, an income. So it was a beautiful thing to kind of see that at work. I'm, I'm the guy that tends to grind 24-7, 365, and uh, I'm always present. But I had an opportunity to spend eight incredible months with my mother. And uh, for me, uh, that's made all the difference. It's an awesome thing. It's the best thing you could ever do. Yeah. I was yeah. a terrible father. <laughs> At the very end of the rope, Adrian was on with his life and Courtney was home and she was like 16, 17, comes home. She's crying. I go, what? She goes, dad, I want a divorce. I go, what? <laughs> She said, you are a terrible father. I don't want to live here anymore. I said, what's wrong? She said, you don't come home at night. You leave the doors open. I have to do the cooking. I have to clean. I'm your daughter, dad. And I'm going, oh my God, that is terrible, Courtney. You can't leave. So she goes, no, I'm back. I'm moving back in with mom. I said, I'll fix it. So I sold that house and we moved in with my mother. And it was the greatest end of life thing. It was a beautiful accident that had happened. And it was great, right? <laughs> Keith Harding, you haven't heard that name in a long time. Come on, Fortran International. Oh, he's I a legend too. Greenberg in there too, man. Everybody listens to your show, Tom. Yeah, what do you think I am, a Adrian? Adrian, they didn't listen to the show until you came on, man. So <laughs> we're uh, we're we're having fun. We're uh, we're we bounce off each other, and we do the ham and egg show pretty well. So. Sanford Dean Greenberg's watching. This is a pretty good day, man. <laughs> so here's the deal, Mark. Advice to everybody is probably play the network marketing business or business like you played football or whatever sport that you got great in because you didn't get great by being a slouch. It took everything you had. And that's what you're doing in your business today, right? Yeah, man, it's, um, it's interesting. We all come from different walks of life, but at the end of the day, uh, we're all in the process of mastering something, whether it's uh, working in an auto shop or being a florist uh, even working in the restaurant industry, whatever it is that you do, you know, financial services, um, you want to get better at that thing. I think as human beings, we're designed, we have a success mechanism built into us. I'm reading a uh, psycho cybernetics right now. So you're going to hear a lot of that terminology coming out from uh, Dr. Malcolm Maltz, Maxwell, I should say, uh, Maltz. Uh, but yeah, I, I did. I, uh, I didn't realize some of the activities that I was doing in college would lead to um, to a you know nine-year NFL career, three Super Bowls, and really the discipline that was created through a process. And sometimes people go through that process and they're simply unaware of it. 
and they have this magical moment in their life. But what they don't understand is that magic uh, was the result of the compound effect or things that they done over and over again to create habits in their life that manifested at some point in time. So, yeah, I was able to take football and some of the disciplines from, from being a football player and translate that to the, uh, the multi-level marketing industry. And it's all about teamwork. It's all about growing leadership and growing people, basically. So when I tell people I'm not in the financial services industry now where I never was in the uh, nutrition industry, I've always been in the people growing industry. Beautiful. And, yes. and talk, talk a little bit about that leadership concept behind the scenes. Because I think that's, you know, we as an outsider to the NFL or professional sports or, or anything that's being done at the like the highest possible level, you know, you assume there's a high level of leadership, but what, what are some things that you took away from being at that level that maybe the average person wouldn't even necessarily have exposure to Mark? Um, the, the biggest takeaway now in, in hindsight, I didn't understand it at the time was um, we perform best when we're not thinking. So there's, there's a term out there. You probably heard this Adrian dumb jock right <laughs> and i used to take offense to that i used to take offense like tom what do you mean tom called me dumb jock all the time he said get over here dumb jock let me teach you something about this industry right as he was my mentor yes and what you'll what you'll find is and what i've concluded is dumb jock is pretty accurate it's pretty accurate here's why most people that are amateurs work in their conscious mind they work in their four mind so they're always thinking about things and therefore they never ever get to the professional level at the professional level you don't think just like you guys are doing this show right now i didn't see a rundown you don't have a script you're just flowing right so you're professionals at this time is a professional he doesn't look like it trust me he doesn't. <laughs> sometimes I, I think who is this guy how did he make millions of dollars he is the most idiotic guy I've ever met in my life. Wow. How does he do it? And then I realized he's a dumb jock, right? So he doesn't have to rely on scripts. He's not thinking all the time about, oh, what am I going to say next to Mark Jackson? Or what am I going to do to interview this guy or this new contact? It is in flow. It is in flow. So there's the no zone. There's the go zone. And then there's the flow zone. Most people don't get to play in the flow zone. That's when you're really not thinking about anything. You're working on unconscious competence, right? If you're a Anthony Robbins fan, he says there's unconscious incompetence, those things that you don't know that you don't even know, right? And then there's conscious incompetence. I know, I don't know a lot about, for instance, my daughter, is, uh, she just got her PhD in biomedical engineering. I had to give her a shout out. Whoa. We're celebrating her this Saturday and uh, she's a I have a doctor in the house. So there's things that she knows that I know that I have no idea about calculus, right? <laughs> and then there's conscious confidence. There's things that I know I know. And we can operate in that every day. But when you get to that professional level, when you get to that next level of greatness, is when you're operating in unconscious confidence. And, uh, you know, like I said, few people are even aware of it. So it's kind of hard to reach that plateau when you don't even know it's there. So that's our goal. That's our That's our job, Adrian, is to kind of recognize some of those things and then share it with other people. I look at the legends you've got on this call today. You got Greenberg, you got Keith Harding. I just saw Rance Rogers 
What? I'll never forget how jealous I was of that guy. Come He'd be on. down at Elway's. He was making about a hundred grand a month with Wellness International. Remember? Yeah. And I thought the guy walked on water, and I thought he was dead. And here he is on here again, <laughs> following Mac Mark Jackson around. He that is not is dead. So, I know it. It's so exciting to see these people and just see. You know, the neat thing about Mark. And uh, earlier I was calling a few of my friends to tell them that Mark was on. And every one of them said, oh, my God, I love Mark Jackson. I didn't have anybody say one other thing. They didn't say dumb jock. They didn't say they were jealous of his great wealth. They just said they love Mark Jackson. This business is all about the people 100% of the time. You take care of the people. The people are going to take care of their people. And the next thing you know, you have a dynasty. So we're on the Genesis Communication Network Ted Anderson, your 550 radio stations. I love you with all of my heart. You've had us on for so long. Even when Greenberg was helping co-host, we'll be back right after this. We did it. Oh boy, there we go. Holy mackerel. Isn't this fun? <laughs> Plus, we don't do the commercials for five hours anymore. That is awesome, man. spot to go back on the air. I didn't even realize we had breaks. So this is, this is very, very awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this gets pumped up. We're going to be back in about 10 seconds, but it gets piped up to the satellite over the okay. next couple of days. Then it goes on to that uh, huge network that airs on Saturday afternoon. So that's cool. Here we go. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It is Mark Jackson. It's my son, Adrian Chenault, a man, not a, not a little boy. I called him a little boy <laughs> earlier, and he's my boss. Now, I actually work for him. It is a great life. They had a big management meeting today. I kind of burst in on that I wasn't invited to. So I know I am absolutely doing my job and writing myself out of the script, which is the best news in the world because they know the old man's going to retire one of these days and hang around with Mark Jackson. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's what we want. Mark, have they ever told you how many people watch that that clip of you catching the pass from Elway? Have they ever given you a number? I think uh, I did hear this one number, 1,782 billion 464,082 people have watched that thing since its inception back in 1987. Adrian, what were you doing in back in 1987? You were what, four I years was, old? I was, I was three years three? old, and I was probably watching the game and uh, and chasing the football around the backyard. Yeah. Were you screaming at the TV? Like, yeah. come on, Jackson, <laughs> make the catch. No, I mean, the, the drive is uh, one of the top plays in NFL history. I was blessed to have two catches in that drive, which was really awesome because it was my rookie year. So as I look back at that, thank you, Tom, for bringing back that memory. As I look back at that, man, what an awesome time. And what an incredible example of what I was talking about, unconscious competence. You know, at, you know, 22, 23 years old, your, your rookie year in the NFL, six-round draft choice, walk-on at Purdue University, didn't really, wasn't really counted on to make the team, but I had 738 yards that season coming off the bench, never started one game. And I look back at that and I was like, wow, how did that happen? It was definitely not, you know, I definitely wasn't caught up in the moment, right? I wasn't thinking it was because I was a dumb jock. That's going to be the title of this this episode, the dumb the dumb chalk episode. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that it worked out? And I'll never forget. I was talking to you one time, and I asked you about it, and you said, "If I just had a dollar for every time that aired, I'd be so rich." And I said, "That's kind of what you're doing now. You are getting back on the field right now, 
and most of those guys are just wishing that they could play again, you've done better off the field than you did on the field, even as extraordinary as that was, for a longer amount of time. And I have a friend that's in an extended care place down at 88th and I-25. So I go to see him. He's in a walker, and I have to go visit him. This story's not boring. And I pull <laughs> into that. So I pull in, and I don't want to – I know they don't have coffee in that place, and I know I'm going to be there for the rest of my life. So I go in the Starbucks, and I stop in my tracks because that's where Mark signed me up for prepaid legal, and I'm still on auto ship. So after all these years, you are probably already you're gone. You are sick. You're a sick man, Thompson. No, you have landmarks based on where you signed up for different programs over the, the last. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. So that's where you got the money from me that time, Mark. Unbelievable. But he's he's good, man. He's good, and he's a, he's an enroller, and he's a master of enrollment. He's a master of the profession, just like he was in pro football. Do you still do daily calls where you're reading to your team and that kind of mastermind stuff, Mark? Absolutely. We love uh, personal development. Uh, it's what's changed my life. Um, you know, in football, I had coaches, I had mentors in football and without them, there's no way that I could have ever played in the NFL. Uh, I hated football practice. Uh, I was small. I was not very fast. I couldn't catch balls or run very good routes. But thanks to mentorship, uh, there was enough people that kicked me in the butt, shouted obscenities at me, <laughs> and cared enough about me to, to push me into a position of success. And literally, that's what we do in this industry. If, if, you, can, if you can understand it as that, um, you know, football and sports and athletics are a little more barbaric than the industry that we're in. Uh, but the fact of the matter is personal development. When when I left the football industry, when I didn't have a football coach, I floundered for a while. I uh, I was a lost child, man. When I when I uh, left the NFL in 1994, I really didn't want it. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I didn't know what to do in my life. And uh you know, the thing that I fell back on and the thing that I absolutely enjoyed even while I was playing, I started in the network marketing industry back in 1989 uh, with a little small company called Arm Nutrition International. Jerry uh, Rubin and, and Sandy Ellsberg, my friends. There you go. Very shortly thereafter, joined Keith Harding's uh, company uh, with uh, Sportron. And then very shortly after that, joined Sandy Greenberg's company. So we got a lot of, like you said, legends of the game uh, on this deal. But you know, you know, again, when I look back at it, because I didn't have those coaches to push me, what I discovered was gaining knowledge from mentors, whether it was someone like yourself, Tom, or someone that I read in a book, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, taught me about leverage and, you know, the difference between, you know, working on this side of the quadrant or working on that side of the quadrant, right? That you want to work on the leverage side of the quadrant or do you want to work on the linear side of the quadrant and you know simple things like that which are simple principles like secrets in the millionaire mind simple principles that you can that have are time tested that anybody can implement we got to take a quick results. break mark so hang on one sec we're coming back right after this steve gill's on here man i think is he still steve over in gill. glenwood colorado is he still alive yeah, I see right here. He's talking. I just so, saw a comment. Good yeah, golly, miss. Great show, guys. All right. He's in Chicago. Steve go. Bennett, good man. Good Lord. You got some following, buddy. 
He's a legend over at Shackley. Yeah, so crazy stuff. That is pretty cool. All right, we're coming. Steve Bennett's a big. He's my big Christian friend. So all these guys are seeing us on Facebook. I'm sure. We're back. It's Tom Chanel. It is the Legacy Leadership Show. We got Mark Jackson here, and uh, it's just such a. It's old home week, and he just said that personal development was absolutely the catalyst to having him have the great life that he's got. And I'll never forget, I was over in Vegas and he signed me up for a personal development company too. So I'm telling you what, I have been, I think I'm like your best customer you've ever had in your life. I get sucked into more stuff and I didn't get personally developed. You just said it, I'm a hot mess. And that is just so sad, but I tried and I tried and I tried. So you got to give me credit for that, right? Tom, you're an enigma. You are, you are truly an enigma of the industry because what, what you do is unduplicable. It, it, no one, there's no one that can do what Tom Chenault does. I, like I know you word. wake up every morning and you, you say that to yourself like, <laughs> I'm an enigma. <laughs> 71 years old in an enigma. One of these days I'll be able to spell it. Yeah. So what do you want to ask him? So, Mark, I want to ask you, you know, you talked about personal development. You talked about coming out of the NFL and, and being lost for a little while there. What can you think back? What was it that put you onto the track that has had you go on to achieve what you've achieved in the business world? Where did that shift occur for you? So let me tell you the first shift. So the first shift happened when I was cut by the New York Giants. So back in 1994 was the, the first year, 92, I should say, was the last year. First year of free agency was that 93 season. And the NFL just shuffled players. It was the first year that you could actually move. And I moved from Colorado to New York, big transition. Uh, but I took it on as a challenge and I responded. I, I played incredibly well, probably had arguably the best season of my career. I led the team in receiving, led the team in receiving yards, second on the team in touchdowns. And I got fired <laughs> after the season. I got fired. I totally, Adrian, I couldn't, I couldn't figure That's it out. It'd be like one day, shock. you know, you call Tom and say, Hey dad, you know, so I absolutely love you. You've done a great job of helping me with this contact mapping thing, but you're fired. <laughs> right? uh, you know, it would freak you out and it freaked me out. Well, they brought me back. They fired me and they just basically cut my salary in half a third actually, and brought me back for about four games. And then they fired me again. And man, my brain was just so twisted. I played the rest of that season with the Indianapolis Colts. But afterwards, I just was in a daze because, you know, your whole life, you're brainwashed to believe that, hey, we're a family. I got dislocated wrists, broken clavicle, cracked ribs, no brain cells, all in the, in the you know, all in the spirit of, hey, we're a team, we're a family, we sacrifice for each other. And then I get fired. So um, that was the funk that I was in. That's where, that's where I was kind of lost. And I had done it for nine years and then five years in college. So for about half of my adult life, I was a part of, you know, organized sports. If you go back to high school and junior high school. So it was just kind of finding myself in my identity. I knew it was, I had an identity outside of sports, Adrian. And uh, it was network marketing that actually helped me to, to find an identity. I, I did a lot of odd jobs. I worked at Caesars Palace as a casino host. Man, was that exciting. I got some stories I could share with you on that <laughs> off the air. Uh, I also, uh, 
uh, I've done just about everything. I've had insurance license. I have my property, casualty, life, health insurance license. I have my real estate license. I have my mortgage license. I've always been a learner, right? I've always been one of those people that uh, never really felt like I arrived and I know everything. And I think that's a big part of it was MLM. Whenever you're dealing with people, that's a moving target. Right? You're like, oh, I thought I found out something that works for everybody. But, ma'am, you are the first to, you know, <laughs> exciting, exciting business. And it's a challenge. It's like a jigsaw puzzle that you wake up, you didn't finish that thing. You wake up the next morning and the, the pieces have changed. And I was like, well, how do I figure this out? So that's that's literally that was the challenge. And that's what I fell in love with. I didn't. I didn't really fall in love with being a casino host. I didn't fall in love with being a mortgage banker. I didn't fall in love with some of the other things that I did uh, along the way. That's super interesting. And and so you you keep coming back to this theme, and I think it's so important. And I, and I love how important it clearly is for you, which is that it really is. It's about people. That all all everything you have done in business, it's. It's not really about what you know up here. It's kind of about getting out of what you know up here and getting into this place of being present with people and being a leader and getting into that space of unconscious competence. And so what have you what are some of the big things that you have learned over your career about how to really meet and then ultimately lead and motivate people in your organization, Mark? Uh, I, want, I think one of the biggest things is um, I'm experiencing it now and I will experience it for the rest of my life or the rest of my career is never assume. I think sometimes uh, like in the NFL, I was only responsible for myself, for my actions. If I caught the ball, I got to keep my job, or at least that's what I thought it was based on. And, and it worked for nine years. But uh, when it comes to this industry, you're not really just responsible for yourself. And sometimes you can like grow over a 20, 30 year period of time, which you know, I've been in the industry for over 30 years and I've grown so much, I, I sometimes I'll assume that someone knows what I know, whether it's an introduction or a concept of peak and pass. Uh, so that was, that's been one of the, the biggest takeaways is, and I think one of the keys to success is always breaking that thing down to an elementary level and always meeting a person where they are which is the most difficult part of the, of the industry, right? Is uh, how do I not bore people that are a little more advanced, but not totally confuse people who are just getting started. And that's where uh, the second thing that I found to be very um, important as far as growing a business is uh, to understand the fact that systems duplicate. So people can't, I can't create another Tom Chanel or Mark Jackson or Adrian Chanel, but I can, duplicate a system. I can't create a system that anybody can plug into and have the same success because it's not based on charisma. It's not based on your working knowledge or your ability to, to flow, get into flow. So uh, those two things I think are probably the most important. Have you become monomaniacally obsessed with Ed Milet yet? I have. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm reaching down because I am still a football player. And you can't learn me no knowledge. Here's one thing that's really important, Tom, when you're doing a radio show, is if you're doing it from your laptop computer, you might want to plug that thing up. If you just <laughs> I had a feeling that's where you were headed. <laughs> so if you need to get up. I could have waited for the go. next break. But, so, uh, yeah. And Ed Milet has written this book called The Power of One More. 
I am going to tell you, it is you. And it is that extra mile. And he talks about all the totally successful people are not figuring out one more complicated thing to do. They are going back to the fundamentals all the time, just like Mark Jackson's football career. It is blocking. It is tackling. It is duplicatable at the lowest common denominator over and over and over again. And if you people haven't gotten that book and Sandy Greenberg loves that, but I am going, I can't get him. I, you know, he sold a house. He bought a house from Richard Brooke and I still can't get him on this show. I've met him. I have a picture of him hugging me like this but I still can't get him on this show because I'm not big enough time yet, but and I don't have that much time left. So it's probably going to be him. But at the end of the day, Ed, my light's a beast. He's like you because he reminds me of you. So disciplined, so in love with people, so in love with Jesus. It's unbelievable, Mark. You're just like him. I think you will be happier here, Tom. <laughs> That's an Ed, my ism Yeah, I, I enjoyed him. I really didn't know Ed, my And some guy goes, uh, I know this guy, I used to work with him here. And he gave me uh, his first book. It's in the other room. I haven't, ah, dang, I can't think of the name of it. But it's a small little book. Max out your life. Max out your life. Max out your life. Thank you, Adrian. And uh, I kind of skimmed through it. And then when I saw him at GoPro, I was like, hmm. kind of like what you said, some, some basic principles. But uh, at the end of the day, it all comes uh, down to a love for people. And I, I think that's why some people um, um, like flounder when it comes to when it comes to network marketing is it's not easy to love people. People are very unlovable sometimes, a lot of times. <laughs> so uh, I think that's what Ed uh, portrays. And that's what he uh, that's what's really led to his success is his ability to uh, continue to love people throughout all the craziness, you know? But that's you. Yeah. That is so cool. It is cool. And and to do that, you know, Ed Milet feels like this larger than life guy. Mark Jackson feels like this larger than life guy. And no matter how much somebody else might see you as being larger than life, keeping that perspective and keeping that, desire to always, you know, that I, I want to know the person sitting across from me as much as they want to know me and, and no more and no less. I think that's such a big, I think it's a, a huge success principle in life and an even more important success principle in network marketing. But, you know, the more you can do that, you know, the greatest leaders, they don't, they don't show up like they're way up here and you're just this little thing down here, right? They make you feel like you belong in their presence. And that's a powerful skill and a powerful way of being. Can I ask you a question, Mark? Absolutely. What the hell are you doing in credit repair? Man, you know something? I didn't expect to be here, Tom. Uh, financial services is something I've been in and around for years. As I said, I, I owned a mortgage company. I've been in uh real estate uh i've worked for a bank sunflower bank still works for sunflower bank there's a little plug for sunflower bank um but i never really expected to buddy of mine um said hey man do you know anyone with less than perfect credit and i was like nah you know but if i do i'll i'll let you know 
this is uh this is probably about a month after buying a jeep i'm paying 878 dollars a month for a jeep i can get a maserati for 878 uh, <laughs> 878 a month for a jeep because i had a horrible credit score i had a 535 credit score time so uh it took enough pain and this is this is what i mean this is a great one adrian this is this is what helps people to move from all right i gotta do something different right for things to change you have to change and for me it was like the seventh or eighth month of paying that note on that car that i realized man something's got to change let me call this guy up and i did larry leverett and he he introduced me to this platform i went from a 535 credit score to an 822 credit score right i went from 16 negative items including a bankruptcy three charge-offs 11 late payments and a repo there you have all of my laundry i was horrible when it came to horrible when it came to even understand not just understanding credit but even giving a care about it right and then i realized how impactful that is over the course of about six eight months i began to see how it was impacting people's lives because when there's two different types of people that need. i hate to do marky we got it i want to hear more of this so hold that thought because it's super important because i think everybody's looking after covid19 no one's credit's any good and they need a solution and you're the guy. We're coming back right after this. I ask a long question right before the break. You know something, it's not your fault. I'm a professional in this industry. I just needed to ask you, what were the out times? So 33, what's the next out? Is it 10 minutes, 15? We got got last seven minutes coming up in 15 seconds. Okay, got you. Yeah, so go back to it because I want people to call you or email you. Very, 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 very important. So those of you that are still listening and still awake, do that. (laughs) And here we are. It is the final segment of the Legacy Leadership uh, Radio Show. And I am telling you what, this has been a very, very favorite show of mine because I've known Mark for so long through thick and thin. What are you driving now? Oh, gosh. Why would you ask Adrian, how long have you had this guy as your father? Who <laughs> asked that? What's your I have, car? A, I have a Mercedes, Tom. It's oh, my gosh. That's awesome. He's always got the coolest cars, man. So I'm always jealous of that. I can <laughs> it is super fast. It is. To the Starbucks when he signed me up for prepaid legal. I remember when he drove <laughs> everywhere because I'm so always so envious of the guy. So now he's doing credit repair. So yeah, like, as he pulled yeah. off in his Porsche 911 Carrera, right? <laughs> how do we, how that was do given we? to him by the company, which is like even that's better than having a Porsche is one thing, but being given a Porsche, that's a whole other story, right? So and they gave it, me the tie Denise and I, who's on here, she's watching, she says hi, but they gave us the title as well. That's this network marketing profession. Absolutely. When they hand you the, they don't hand you the payment, they hand you the title. That's when the price of poker has gone up and that's really cool. So absolutely. So let's go back to the credit. So everybody's gagging and you figured out a way, number one, to, to, to serve that population, but also mm-hmm. train people to serve the population. And that's what you're doing now, correct? Absolutely. So yeah, I was, I was, I was saying there's two, there's two pretty much, groups of people is there's those people that are just coming out of high school college or maybe those that file bankruptcy that just have horrible credit they don't have any trade lines and um you know maybe they've done a few things they've maxed out their credit cards but then you got those people that are incredibly wealthy that just ignore credit i was i kind of considered myself in that arena where it was like hey you know something i'm making great money i can justify it as a tax write-off and here's what i found was cash is king but credit is power so even for the people that are making good money 
Maybe you're making two, three hundred thousand. Maybe you're making half a million a year, but you can't buy a home, right? You can't buy a million dollar home with cash, right? So uh, most people are looking to leverage that, and it's just a smart thing to do. It's called OPM, and uh, I have a platform that helps people not just with credit. Uh, that's a free service that we actually add, but we help people with taxes, uh, being able to limit and lower their tax liability. Man, that's huge. Third, third of most people's income goes towards paying their taxes, right? On a daily basis. If you're lucky enough to, to own a home, you got to pay property tax. If you sell it, you got to pay capital gains tax. If you go to the gas pump, you got to pay tax. So taxes will eat your lunch if you're not aware. So I love being able to help people with that. And then of course, elimination of debt and lowering the monthly bills. So we do it all, Tom. It's a one-stop shop, kind of like my man Sam Walton, the new owner of the Denver Broncos or the Walton family. What do you think about those guys? I, I heard from a very good source. It's gone from a family business to a business business. And those people, there's no monkey business at the Broncos anymore. They are here to win some football games and operate ethically and with power, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, excited. Excited for this time uh, here in Colorado. Excited that... You know, I'm about two months into this platform that that we're uh, offering people. Thanks for throwing up the, the website, uh, Adrian. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you can contact me at Mark at Jackson Financial Solutions. Uh, I will more than happy. I'll be more than happy just to give you a free consultation and, and take a look at your finances, not to sell you anything, but simply to find out where there's holes that you can actually plug those things up pretty easily. I used to think that it was impossible. I used to think that it was a hopeless situation. But in my experience, it's not incredibly difficult. It's simply knowing what to do. That's awesome. And so for those of you who are listening on the radio, if you go to fastboostguaranteed.com, what you'll see there is an opportunity for you to increase your credit score in less than 90 days. And it's a huge deal. Like, you know, these these big high interest rates, if you get underwater in that stuff, it the the treadmill is going so fast. And even if you're doing a great job, you're, you're in trouble. And so getting some help, getting off that treadmill is a big, important thing that can really, really save you a lot of pain and heartache. So that's a big deal. Yes, it is. Here's, here's another thing. I just kind of toss this in at, at the end here is I think sometimes again, people don't have a plan. So we're always working for our current lifestyle. And I was in that boat. I was always just incredibly concerned about my current lifestyle. But with my mom having a stroke and with all the things that are going on in my life now, I'm starting to realize that, hey, you know something? When do you start working on your future lifestyle? You know, Tom alluded to the fact that eventually he wants to step off of the wagon and actually just hang out with Denise at the beach and, you know, play with the grandkids when you guys. Have you guys produced? Have you guys produced any offspring yet? You or Courtney? I, Three, three of them, man. We've got a fifth grader, a fourth grader, and a first grader. Holy smoke. So, yeah, at some point in time, you want to just uh, enjoy the good life. And literally, our platform does a lot of things to help people to claw back some of the money that they're throwing out there that they don't realize. But it also has two wealth building components. And we might have to save that for the next episode of... Yeah, we'll bring you back. That would be good. You know, another guy that's strong is Rod Smith. He's also a heck of a financial expert out of the NFL who lives in Denver. And that is so cool having both of these guys in town. Uh, Rod Smith, I tried to get him on. He said, I'm retired. I get, my grandkids are, uh, 
more important to me than your radio show, which I appreciate and respect. So I had to call Mark. No, that's kidding. That's a joke. I don't have any grandkids. I was joking. Other people's <laughs> money, Irene. Unbelievable. There you go. Un incredible stuff. Are we almost out of here? Tom, your jokes are horrible, by the way. They're, they're the worst jokes I've ever heard. All right. So listen to me, Mark. I can't wait to come and see you. You can straighten my credit out. I can look at your new ride. And you are the greatest guy in the world. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I have no idea who's on next week because I'm in charge of the guests. And I think I forgot to get one. But I think <laughs> it's Holton Bucks. He's confirmed. Cool. But I don't know if he's coming yet. And he's an expert now in NFTs, which are pretty cool. So wow. I'll explain to you guys what that is. So. We'll see you next week on the Thanks, Legacy Mark. Leadership Show. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Stay Bye. here, Mark. You're still on Facebook, are we? Yep, still on All Facebook. right. So we're live now. We're still on Facebook. So okay. any of you people that have questions or anything, just put it in the comments. But Mark's a beast, and I am telling you, I never understood the power of the things. Hang on. <laughs> He's done. But ironically enough, I got a picture in my phone today. And I don't think you guys can see it, but it's kind of cool. And it's ironic it came today because I've never gotten a picture from this woman in my entire life. And she's wearing her contact mapping sunglasses. Can that thing focus up that Come far? On. It's Glenda. No way. Yeah, it's your friend Glenda. And she sent that. She was She's up on some mountaintop. On Mount Sanitas. Yeah, Mount Sanitas. And she didn't even know you were on the show today. And she sent us that snapshot because she's got those $5,000 a pair that we'll give you for free if you just pay shipping, contact mapping sunglasses. And she's wow. she took a picture because she loves them. She's on the top of the mountain. And she said, I've just never been happier. So that's cool, huh? That is so awesome. Yeah, her, her that's, small, that's, no, that's awesome. I didn't know that you knew Glenda and that's- Glenda, Glenda Fow, F-A-U-X? Yeah. I know her quite well. No, no you don't. Well, Mark and her are really big time. Yeah. And she's, she, so she- I knew you knew Glenda, you idiot. Relax a second. <laughs> she works for a guy named Rick what? Evers. Evers, who is the closest thing to- John the Baptist I ever met in my life. He's got this this church down here in Longmont. And it's just a ramshackle big church. And he doesn't take the money and make it like this mausoleum. He buys beds and food for the homeless. So it's a church at Sunday. And in the daytime and at night, it's this huge, because Longmont doesn't have an overnight homeless place. Rick Evers changed that. And Glenda is his right-hand woman. And Glenda, I met through Mark Jackson. Linda's dad is a pastor out and actually he's retired now, but her dad, she grew up in a pastoral house. So, and it's Faust, F-A-U-S. Check your contact mapping, Tom. You got to work This was on all off the top of my head, man. I'm, trying, <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm having enough time remembering Kyle and yeah. that your daughter just got her PhD. I understand. This and is my so exciting. Christ Christina is, yes, we do service all 50 states. I'm ADHD. You guys know that already. So That's awesome. That's why I, I knew I'd forget, too. That's why I left it up there until you answered the question. <laughs> yeah, so this is this beats working, man. I love you, Mark Jackson, and uh, thanks a lot. And we're going to see you on the flip side, and you're a heck of a human being. I love you guys, man. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Really appreciate you, buddy. Say hi to Kyle. 